Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we're catching up with our friends from uh, Steered Straight. Darla DeLeon joins us here, and um, we're going to find out about uh, the program, the work that goes on, and also about uh, some very critical information concerning uh, our young people here. And the mission of Steered Straight, Darla, is uh, is what? What's your stump speech when you talk to people <laughs> about Steered Straight? So we're on a mission to um, educate our youth, their families, and the community at large about the issues that our kids face today that affect not only them, but their, their parents, their siblings, and their community. So um, what Steer Straight does is we go in and we educate youth without, uh, with the best information uh, that we can possibly give. My husband is the number one speaker in the country. Uh, he's the expert in the field talking to youth about drugs alcohol, marijuana, THC, vaping, e-cigarettes, um, you know, because people don't understand the effect that that can have on our youth. You know, I don't have anything to say about somebody who's got, who smokes weed every day. If they're 18 and older, I could care less. Do what you want to do, but our kids don't have the right information. They're being fed the wrong information about that. So my husband is the expert in the field, and that's what he does. He loves it. If you've ever seen him in person, he is a dynamic individual. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word for it, you know. That, uh, he, he, he just has so, so much energy, and, and uh, I'm sure with young people, and, and you've seen him, so, and we don't get the chance to ask him this, and I don't know that he would give me a straight answer. So, but uh, he has to captivate an audience. I mean, when, when he can talk to young people like he does uh, and – being someone of our age you know and so that that has that's a that's a special talent it truly is he does have a gift from god for that because um the youth they just they just draw to him at the end of our uh, assemblies that we do in the schools he every every time has a line out the door um and they have to make the kids leave if they're you know if if there's school you know like the next class is coming or something but they'll come up and they'll tell him a perfect stranger everything about their life what's going on whether it's good or bad versus you know somebody that they know and trust but i mean we've had story i can tell you stories of people that have been affected and have uh then done something about what he's talked about Mm. it's it's insane how he does that he's just so dynamic darla i've heard parents say you know i was a kid once but that that's true but a lot of things have changed in 20 mm-hmm. years <laughs> since you were a kid. I mean, the, today's world is totally different. It is totally different. Um, you know, my husband used to be on the board for a college in New Jersey where we lived, and they would get a list every year of the things that the, kid, the incoming freshmen would not know what they are. And so the last year that he was there, it was a cassette tape. Mm. A cassette tape. So, um, you know, a, as we we our technology grows so do our children but sometimes we don't you know and so our kids sometimes they don't know what uh, a cassette tape is or they don't know who brenda lee is or they don't know who uh johnny cash was i hope everybody knows who johnny cash was (laughs) but um you know they don't know the things that we know and they don't they don't understand the things that we tell them i'll give you an example so the the uh the marijuana that our grandparents smoked 
was about three to five percent pure coming out of the ground highest potency you could get was about five percent if you're lucky right our kids today the this the thc content that's in some of the marijuana today is is upwards of 15 20 percent mm. and that's in the in the the wheat the the pl- flour itself versus um now they take it and they uh hi- make it hybrid and they make it as potent as they can get it that's, that's upwards of 100 percent thc on the brain of an adolescent which totally wrecks it and then whatever else could be manufactured oh, within it yeah totally you know they're putting a whole lot of stuff in that whole lot of stuff i was uh, we were in colorado we did a movie called marijuana x uh a few years ago talking about when the legalization happened in colorado and so we went out and interviewed a bunch of people kids parents community members police officers anybody who would who would talk to us so we went into a dispensary they have this uh dispensary called the green mile believe it or not in vale colorado wow a whole mile of of um marijuana dispensaries you know so went in and this little kid at the end he's 22 or 21 years old i think and so we go to the end and they have them all in these beautiful little clear glass cases where you can see them they have to be marked what the potency content is of it and so I'm looking and I see these little things that look like lip gloss, talking about um, things that our kids don't know. We used to have these little things that come in a little round clear container that were lip gloss. Mm-hmm. As, as a kid, I loved it. It was a toy for me. And so um, I go in and I see all these things and one says 89.9%, one says 93.1%. And so I'm like, what is this? And he's all, that's shadow, that's butter. And I said, it looks like lip gloss to me. And he's like, well, yeah, I guess it does. It, I guess that's what you're talking about. And I said, well, you know, what's the highest, highest potency one you've ever had here? He says, oh, my gosh, this guy could not wait to tell me. He could not wait to tell me what it was. He said, we got one in here that was 98 point something, uh, something potency. He says, I couldn't wait to get off work to try it. Mm. And he, he said, I got home. And he said, give me your hand. And he took an ink pen and marked on my hand with the ink pen, this the little speck at the end of the pen that comes out. Just that's, He said, this is what I put on my vape. He said, dude, I was out for three days. I said, what do you mean you were out for three days? And he said, well, it put me out for three days. I was in a coma for three days. He said, the only reason I woke up is, he said, I woke up, I peed on myself in the bed. My mother was breaking my door down because she couldn't find me. And I he said, seemed okay with that. Right. And I said, dude, that was good for you. And he's like, uh, well, I probably wouldn't do that one again. He said, but I still smoke every day. Um, yeah, but that's, that's what our kids, he's over, 20, he's over 18, he can do what he wants. But our youth who are 11, 12, 13 years old, they're being targeted with that stuff. So they don't know any better. They only hear what they want them to hear. Well, he's only three years from being a teen. And totally. But so that's, that's what he, he learned as he came up, you know, as, as um, an adolescent. So those are the same things that that our middle schoolers are learning now absolutely 100 percent. and they're getting fed the wrong information so what we do is we go and try to give them the correct information on you know from both sides so that they can make a a, a sound educated decision darla daily on with uh steered straight is joining us today and you know i've heard um, before you know well this is what happened when in high school and I, I survived and things like that. But what I don't think some people realize is this starts maybe late elementary school and definitely by or by middle school. They're, they're, 
it's around. Yeah, of course. So they have peers, you know, who influence them. I think peers are their biggest influence um, because, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, they want to turn mom and dad off a little bit, yeah. right? So um, their peers are their biggest influence. And so some of them, some of these kids we're talking about don't have a home. They, they don't have a safe haven at home. They don't have other family members who could take them in or they don't have just – you know, more educated people around them to give them sound advice. And so what they do is they absorb and they mimic what their peers are doing just so they can look cool and fit in. And that's a part of our problem. So I can tell that you very much share uh, Michael's <laughs> passion. Uh, how, did, how, did that, how did that come about for you? So um, as a child, I grew up with a father who was an alcoholic for all of my, all of my life, including mm -hmm. my adult life. I lost my father in 2010 to alcohol, and if people um, people tell you that nobody ever lost their life from alcohol, I'm here to prove you wrong. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic for many, many years, and so I grew up with that. I was bullied in school because of the actions of my father uh, in middle school and bullied me really bad. Um, going into high school, I kind of stopped it a little bit because that's just not who I was and that's not who my daddy was. You know, I don't care what your daddy does. He's always your superhero, mm -hmm. you know, and so... Um, I, I had to get a thicker skin, um, and a lot, of, a lot of times nowadays our kids can't do that. They don't have the coping mechanisms to do that, and so they, they either remain getting bullied and they hurt themselves um, because of it. So as a kid, you know, I did have a, a, a strong mother who believed, oh my gosh, thank my God for my, my mom, because she is still Jesus in me, and uh, without Jesus, I wouldn't have been able to, to get through all of that time. Uh, with that it, it's it's um something that builds character and it it gives you the coping mechanisms to do what you need to do in life and so when i go into schools and speak to students i talk about my dad and i talk about my life with my dad a little bit and um, our last experiences together and it really helps kids understand you know i'm not alone here i you know this person has is sharing what she ha what happened with her and that's what's happening at my house and they're afraid to talk about it with people because alcohol is legalized right but especially with covid you've had people who've been forced into their homes who were closet alcoholics before covid hit but now they're full-blown can't hide it from your family can't hide it from your children can't hide it from anybody can't hide it at work what do you do so our kids don't know what to do and like i don't know what to do and i said you know what she said, what, what can I do? I said, you have to be you. You have to do, do things that you need to do to prepare yourself, to educate yourself. Educate yourself about alcohol. Educate yourself about treatment centers. Educate yourself about things that you can do for yourself because you're the only one who's really going to be able to take care of yourself. You, you bring up COVID, and that's uh, 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 something that is just really changed everyone's life I, I i don't think you can find a human being that has gone through uh 2020 2021 and probably 2022 coming up that that will not be affected by covid but as adults we have those mechanisms to cope and get right. through and and the maturity to do that but for kids they're going through it too and sometimes we just want to say well you're you're not going through what i have to and and dismiss what's happening with them we can't dismiss our children um 
you know, our life, when COVID hit, we were in Vegas when COVID hit for my birthday. And we had one of the last flights out of Vegas before everything shut down and we got home. So our life was upended. You know, we got to, we got to stay home and work because we, you know, for steered straight, we can work from anywhere. So we got to stay home and we got to, you know, go to the grocery store. We got to talk on the phone. We did, you know, we, we uh, man- maneuvered these Zoom things, you know, but our kids didn't. Their whole entire life was upended because they now they couldn't see their friends. Now they couldn't interact with their friends. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't go to the mall. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't do anything. So their entire life was upended. You know, ours was affected, but their entire, entire existence. They didn't go to school. No structure there. You know, they did school at home if they had Wi-Fi, if they had a home. You know, some of our kids were homeless if they have a safe haven. Some, some kids didn't have a safe haven at home. So their school was their safe haven. So what do you do with those kids? You know, because it's, it's their, their whole entire life was upended. Ours was upended, but there was, theirs was really turned upside down. I, I'll give you another example. My husband, as you know, is an A-type person. He is on the go 24-7, seven days a week, all the time. If he's, a, you know, if he's going to a school, he says, what can you get me after that? Can I go to a treatment center? Can I go to a jail or a prison after I'm done with the school, right? So we get home from Vegas, right? And uh, we were on, on point to have the biggest year we have ever had for Steered Straight to going into the schools. We had talked to over 700 schools the year before. So um, in 2020, we were going to have our biggest year. And so I said something. My husband was in his office, and I said something to him, and he didn't answer me. And so I said, Michael, and he still didn't answer me. And so we have a Google calendar that we use for scheduling. So he can go on there. He can put stuff on there. He can see where it's got to be, the address, all that stuff. And so I go around to the corner of his desk, and I look at him. And he is sitting there crying. I said, what is wrong with you? And I looked at the screen, and it was a screen of a blank calendar. Mm -hmm. Talking about being upended. Michael is just like a kid in the candy store when it goes to like, uh, when, when he gets to talk to kids, that's what he is like a kid in the candy. He's a big kid. And so that's why they can relate to him so much. But this man is sitting there bawling because there's no, no schools that he can go and talk to kids. And I asked him, I said, are you all right? He's like, what about the kids? He's, what are they going to do? Well, you know, some of them don't have homes. Some of them don't have a safe haven at home. Some of them don't have Wi-Fi. How are they going to learn? What are they going to do? This is going to be one of the biggest crises we ever face because when they do go back to school, it's going to be bad. So, I mean, their whole life was up to end, just like my husband. And so we have to understand and work accordingly to be able to support them in however we need, we can do that. I don't know that it's it's going to be a little bit before we see the full ramifications of, mm-hmm. of it all. We, we are seeing more kids uh, involved in drugs and alcohol. Um, suicides are going up. And, and you mentioned something that I didn't think about, but after being isolated for so long and then being able to come out of that isolation and needing love and support gangs uh, yeah. gang activity mm-hmm. yeah it's you know their children our children are going to look for love where they don't have it and so if they don't have it at home they don't have a home um, they don't have a safe place at home they're going to find it somewhere else and that that either leads to drugs and alcohol like you said or gangs other people um you, you can see on tiktok especially if you ever watch tiktok i'm really not on it that much but when you watch tiktok you see all these kids who are committing suicide why 
They've been at home all this time and they have no way to cope with it. They have no mechanisms to be able to deal with isolation. Isolation is the biggest, is the biggest um, thing that takes out people in recovery as well. Mm. Isolation. We lost a lot of people in recovery last year. So the ramifications of, of uh, what our kids have been through for the past year and a half, we're going to see that for years to come because they're going to need more counseling. They're going to need more uh, one-on-one interaction. They're going to have to catch up in their studies at school because uh, some of them just can't do Zoom. Some people, they can't do Zoom. They can't do Microsoft Teams or whatever they call it. But um, it's harder for them. What about our special needs students? What about them? They need that one-on-one interaction with an individual teacher, a real person in, in person. So. Great work uh, with Steered Straight, and uh, our community here can can support uh, your mission, what you do here, not only in our community but around the country. And uh, tell us where we can find your stores. Oh my goodness! So uh, let me tell you a little bit about our stores. So right before COVID hit, we were on the square in a little bitty office that we had moved down here from New Jersey. So we moved into a bigger space in the office, and there was two rooms in the front that we just wanted to open up a little boutique thrift store just to kind of offset the cost for it. So we did that. COVID hit. We shut down. We, we opened back up. People started bringing us stuff in droves. I mean, they had cleaned out their house, you know, everything. And so we were able to get a bigger location. Uh, so we have two stores now. One is a, a full um, clothing thrift store over on 845 Middle Tennessee Boulevard right down the street. The other one is uh, a furniture and smaller thrift store or, or a furniture and other thing thrift store, small stuff that you can find on 903A Mercury Boulevard. So um, they're doing so well. We have been blessed by so many people in this community. They really come out and support us. They believe in our mission. You know, our mission is to help youth, their families, and the community. So they really believe in it. They can talk to us. They can see what we do, how we do it. We help people who are coming out of uh, addiction treatment, out of incarceration, out of homelessness. We help them get whatever they need, their their crisis needs. So that's what we do. So come and see us. Isn't it a great community to be in? Oh, I, you know, this is my happy place. I say it all the time. God moved me here for a purpose. And so this is my happy place. Well, so I love it. Appreciate you coming in and uh, give Michael our best. I know he's 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 out doing what he does best right yep, now. Yeah, he is. He's on a plane right now. Well, <laughs> Darla, thanks for stopping in. Anything we can do to help you, be sure to let us know. Oh, thank you so much. God bless. Absolutely. Darla Daly on joining us from Steered Straight. And that's going to do it here for our show. Stay tuned as we continue right here on News Radio WGNS.